Welcome to Piano Rhapsody, an amateur's guide to classical piano. This is a podcast where you follow my musical journey as an amateur piano player who is striving to play advanced level pieces like Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue one day, which is where the podcast gets its name. This, however, is a long-term goal. So until we arrive at that point, every week we break down one of the pieces that I encounter along the road. It could be anywhere from the Baroque period all the way up to modern day. We'll explore the history surrounding the work and examine the music within. And hopefully, we'll all walk away a little more informed and appreciative of classical music. And together, we can build on this foundation so we can tackle more difficult works in the future. This is episode 11.2, the second episode in a series where we are focusing on a fun, lighter theme, piano in pop culture. We spent the previous week talking a bit about the evolution of movie music, and today, we're going to continue that conversation with another example from one of my all-time favorite movies, the 2004 film Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, directed by Michael Gondry and written by the incomparable Charlie Kaufman. Now, Eternal Sunshine is a hard one to classify, as it pretty much blends all of the typical genres into one. Science fiction, drama, comedy, romance. So I guess that makes it a sci-fi romantic dramedy? I, I promise you, it works. To those who may be unfamiliar with the film, I'll try to describe it spoiler-free. The underlying premise is that a doctor has developed a technology where you can permanently wipe the memories of a person from your mind by undergoing a procedure that a character in the film describes as on par with a night of heavy drinking. As you might imagine a world where this technology exists, this service is popular for those looking to get over a bad breakup. The film follows a guy going through this procedure, played by Jim Carrey, who is trying to erase his ex-girlfriend, played by Kate Winslet. However, during the procedure, he tries to subconsciously stop the erasure of his memories, taking the audience through a cerebral journey that mostly takes place in his own head, while he tries to salvage his memories and prevent the procedure's success. It's funny, weird, tragic, raw, and beautiful. And even though it relies on a science fiction concept, it's one of the most real and honest movies about human connection that you're ever going to see. Four stars, two thumbs up, 10 out of 10, just go see it. Strongly recommended. But yes, I know, I know, this is not a film podcast. We're here to talk about music. So let's do that. The score for Eternal Sunshine was written by John Bryan, a famous American music producer who has worked for a slew of high-profile artists like Fiona Apple, Kanye West, Frank Ocean, Amy Mann, and Rufus Wainwright. He's no stranger to film scores, either, and has written music for films like Punch Drunk Love, Synecdoche, New York, Magnolia, I Heart Huckabees, Lady Bird, and, of course, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. The film opens on a scene of Jim Carrey's character waking up on a dreary, dull winter morning. To accompany the winter doldrums of this opening sequence, the theme of the film plays, our piece of the day. It's a waltz in 3-4 time, 
with three beats per measure. But unlike other waltzes that we've talked about so far on this podcast, this is a slower waltz that John Bryan marks as lazy. Another reason why this waltz is a bit unique is that it ignores the standard um pa pa waltz rhythm and foregoes that second pa for just a simple um pa. I guess it's part of that lazy vibe that John Bryan is going for. It's just too lazy to get to that third beat. This theme sets the pace and the tone for the entire film. We know right away that this guy is not very happy and seems to be dragging himself through life without much, how do you say, joie de vivre? But the waltz isn't entirely depressing music. It's actually built on an interesting dichotomy that reflects life itself. Life is split between happiness and sorrow or comedy and tragedy. And this theme is the musical embodiment of that idea. Let's listen to the opening four bars one more time. Not much to that, I admit. Even though it's just an alternation of one note changing chords, the idea behind it is interesting. With that one note change, the piece actually alternates between major and minor keys, measure by measure. We start out with E flat major and switch to G minor in the next measure. Then we repeat the sequence. E flat major, G minor, E flat major, G minor. And that continues throughout a majority of the theme. Musically illustrating the joy in the major key and sadness of the minor key by blending them together, much like life. It kind of reminds me of that old Chinese proverb, and this is loosely translated. You cannot love without knowing pleasure, have sorrow without knowing happiness. You need to know all of them to know one. The theme plays right along with this idea as it makes us appreciate the joy and sorrow concurrently. The melody in the theme is a simple line played by the right hand. It's a touch repetitive and cyclical, probably representing how life can get routine at times, but it lends itself nicely to our alternating chord progression. There is a B section to this theme that is pretty short and appears a touch more cheerful and uplifting. It almost reminds me of circus music a little bit, or maybe an ice cream truck. In the film, this section corresponds to a moment 
when our protagonist decides to break the monotony of his life and just skip work for the day. It's a brief, fleeting rush of joy. But alas, he soon finds out that skipping work for the beach on a winter day wasn't such a great idea. And he thinks sand is overrated. So our alternating melancholy returns, just like at the beginning. And that drives us towards a repeated sequence at the end to close out the main theme. So let's listen to this piece that alternates between both sides of life. This is the main theme from the film Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind by John Bryan. Well, since this episode is running a little short, why don't we look at another selection from the movie? People who know the score well are probably expecting me to pick peer pressure. And yes, I agree. It's a highlight of the film, and one of the most emotionally resonant parts of the film. But it's also pretty long, and we could probably justify spending an entire episode of this podcast just on that piece. And maybe we will someday. 
So I just wanted to throw that out there as an honorable mention. Before we move on to a small but poignant scene in the film, scored by a piece called Roe. This scene is towards the middle of the film, when Jim Carrey is actively trying to sabotage the memory erasing process by hiding Kate Winslet in the deep recesses of his mind. She advises him to return to his youth, and he recalls a memory where he was a kid playing outside in the rain. Cue the music. This music accompanies him singing, Row, Row, Row Your Boat, and the memory starts to incorporate into the dream space as it starts to rain indoors. It's nostalgic, it's beautiful, it's a little romantic, and of course, it's a little bit weird. It's the winning cocktail of the movie. And this piece fits the bill. Its job is to create a nostalgic atmosphere that accompanies a childhood memory. It does this by invoking rich inner tones to carry the melody line. If this piece were orchestrated, I would bet this would be played by the cello section. It's like a piece of velvety, bittersweet chocolate. And it's only a minute long, but let's enjoy this moment of childhood reflection. This is Row by John Bryan from the film score for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm about to go rewatch Eternal Sunshine. If you haven't seen it before, I strongly urge you to do so. We're going to step away from the big screen next week and move to the small screen as we take a look at the television theme for an old 90s cult classic, Twin Peaks. You can find the standalone recording of the pieces we discussed today directly in the podcast feed. Check out Piano Rhapsody on SoundCloud for all of the tracks from this podcast and more. You can find me on Twitter at Piano Rhapsody or email me at pianorhapsodypodcast at gmail.com.
If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button on your podcatcher and consider rating and reviewing. It's the easiest way to never miss a new episode and it helps the podcast gain more visibility. Thanks as always for your time in your ears. See you next week.